I brought back two stones from my trip to San Francisco. I always do that. Find a stone and bring it back. Then years later, I look at that stone and think, where did that come from? Why am I keeping stones around? And then I move. And as I pack up the same stones, I think, is this really worth it? I'm paying to have rocks move from one street in Brooklyn to another street in Brooklyn. Maybe I should have just left these things by the river. Then when I unpack them and place them in a nice little array behind the bathroom sink or on my windowsill, I say to myself, this really was a mistake. I mean, I guess I feel connected to the places where I took them from, but what are their thoughts? And at a certain point, you have to face the reality that you're a grown man standing in your bathroom, a stolen hotel kimono draped around your naked body, wondering out loud to no one in particular if rocks can think. Egads, it must be time to open up that portal that leads us to the deep night. Oh, friends, hello, it's me, Del Seaver, of course, your host your personal wellness Sherpa, leading you through the sacred valley of regrets and revelations that we call the Deep Night. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And my goodness, so much to catch up on with you this week. This January, it has felt like it's been going on forever. Are we done with it now? Can we be done with it, this eternal January? Oh, I mean, goodness gracious, it's taken a long time. Did you enjoy the last couple of episodes? I love everything about working with audio. So many surprises. Now, I don't know why the engineer put so much reverb into the songs of friends who folk. I gather it sounded good in the room. But as I told them, it's very bootleg, very rerun tried to record the show in his tape recorder in his trench coat. A reference lost to anyone who did not grow up chastened by the Doobie Brothers and that episode of What's Happening? Hey, hey, hey. Pirating music is not cool. I look forward to CBS rebooting What's Happening right after the My Two Dads redo. TV channels should only be the old shows remade endlessly and forever. Leave new programming to streaming services. Give us the things we already know until the end of time. Or the end of January, whichever comes first. I did not attend any of the award shows this season, but we did get a group of us together and watch The Shape of Water on a big projector and screen above the Gowanus Canal. If there was ever going to be a fish man with a retractable penis, well, it would probably live in the Gowanus. Part of me half hoped that it would summon whatever gill breathers lived under the surface, but alas, all we saw was a half-burned tire simmering under the bridge and the bloated carcass of a squirrel caught in the swirl of an over-eager aeration tube. Ivan brought a few hard-boiled eggs in my yoga trousers. They have pockets, and I had eggs, so it made sense. My guest today is the fantastic and very busy and endlessly creative Mitra Juhari. Now, sometimes when I get a guest on on the show who is either from San Francisco or Pennsylvania or Ohio, well, you know I tend to have a, 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 a bond over all the places that I've been and have memories of, and I think of those locations, and this episode is no different. If anything, I hope this encourages you to visit Cincinnati and eat a hot dog covered in chili, and let me know what you think of it. 
I was fresh off my first time participating with the Women's March, and so I was a little fired up from all that togetherness energy. I took baby Pepsi to the march, and, well, more like a women's stand-around and then shuffle forward a few blocks and stand around some more and then at some point see an exit and decide to go, which I guess is how progress works, too. You want to get down the road, but there are barricades and law enforcement and so many people and some funny signs, but at some point it's like, I need a sandwich. Anyway, my thanks to everyone who's marching and keeps marching and standing and getting out there to fight the good fight. Sometimes we even use comedy to get the point across, and Mitra is no stranger to that. You've seen her on Broad City, The Big Sick, and enjoyed her work on Full Frontal with Samantha Bee in The President's Show. She's got some other things in the works, of course, and you can catch her when she hosts Showgasm at Ars Nova on February 8th. Oh, it's a wonderful time. It's a good show that I've participated in a couple of years now, uh, and uh, it's always great. So she's going to be hosting, and she's got a lot of funny people involved with that, so I hope you'll check that out. But now, 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 let's go hear from her directly as we join Mitra Juhari in the deep night. Mitra Jahari, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Are you really here? It's taken so long, hasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It has. I'm sorry. It's okay. You're going to do a show, and then I don't know what happened. Then uh, you had to go away. Then you were going to do another show. Then you went to Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, it's true. You've been busy, and that's the... Show business life, isn't it? That is the life. That's what Ideally. it takes. <laughs> now, you, of course, perform with three busy Debras. You probably had a show last night. You're going to have a show tomorrow night. Yeah. All the time working. Yes. Would you say that it's fair? The things that I've seen of yours mm-hmm. on stage, mm-hmm. on video, mm-hmm. various places, mm-hmm. as I said, you're busy, mm-hmm. uh, to me strike me as being uh, the comedy is uh, outrageous. Sure. Uh, silly. Yes. Uh, playful. Yes. Quite radical. Okay. <laughs> and uh, feminist. Yeah. 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 Does that, that seems like a, what you uh, uh, put out there. I like and accept all of those words. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. Um, do you think about any of those things actively as you're writing or crafting things? Well, I like. I. I think. Anytime I make something, I want it to be silly and playful because yes. it's comedy and I want to have fun and I want people <laughs> watching me to have fun. Um, anything that's radical or feminist, I think, just comes because through the lens with which I see the world and exist. So I'm not actively trying to make feminist comedy, but it's all inherently feminist. Yes. And I want to say I, that is from the best use of that. You know, that is from a very positive standpoint yeah. that I'm talking about. Oh, it. totally. I'm not saying, oh, feminist. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, yeah. hey, good. Yeah, yeah. Because we need more voices. Yeah. And so. right now in New York, seems like that is absolutely essential. And whatever might have been mm, considered fringe or out there is is pulling the center to it. Yes, totally. And that's a wonderful thing. It's exciting. You're at the very heart of everything that's happening. <laughs> Totally. (laughs) (laughs) Including being here in the deep night. Now you come, let me see if I got this straight. Yes. Just so, because sometimes I do a bad job of setting up the guests. So I'm trying to be better about that. Okay. You come to New York. Yes. You do shows around town. You get a group together. Yes. You get a little recognition. Hey, Mm -hmm. that's okay. You go to Carnegie Hall. You put a show up there. 
And then uh, you start working, maybe get a TV show here, Dreamy, uh, mm-hmm. a little spot here. Uh, then it was probably a packet involved in terms of getting a writing job mm-hmm. on a show. And then another TV show, then some movies, little TV, boom, <laughs> out to L.A., and then you're back. Yes, okay. that is accurate. Well, I think we covered it. Great seeing you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but first, before we even get into some of the specifics of that, the entire nation thanks you for the good work that you did getting the Cincinnati airport <laughs> to change their welcome greeting uh, from just merely, what was it? It was the word The word Farsi. Farsi. So basically the they have this a bunch of, like, Decals. Uh, is that how you say that? Decals. Decals. Yeah, vinyl yeah. lettering. Yeah. Stickers uh, that say "Welcome" in a lot of different languages. Um, and we'll call them Bienvenue. Yeah, yes. and you know, just from all over the world. And you know, I can't, I couldn't uh, tell if they were doing what they did uh, to other languages, but I did see. <laughs> As I was walking out, I'm Iranian, and I saw that they had just the word Farsi, which is a language and not the word welcome in Farsi. So I tweeted, and they took it down. They were very apologetic and embarrassed and dealt with it quickly. It was like dreamy, you know? I was so impressed on behalf of the good people down there yeah. uh, that they were responsive. They were. They were very—I mean, I'm sure it helped that uh, it, like— the tweet spread a lot, uh, <laughs> and they they were probably in a position where they felt like they had to deal with it, but they yes. certainly did and were very kind about it and apologetic. So, I mean, that's kind of best-case scenario for something like that, I guess. Yeah, well, listen, when a major comedian comes at you, you, you get after it. <laughs> you make the team. And Cincinnati Airport, of course, in Kentucky. Yes, it is. <laughs> Covington. That's right. Beautiful Covington. Gorgeous uh, Covington. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll talk about that because uh, you uh, grew up in Ohio, the great state of Ohio. Cincinnati, and, Ohio. And specifically, uh, Westchester. Yeah. I'm also from a Westchester, from Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yes. Now, I think we should get all the Westchesters together, all <laughs> the ones that ring our major cities and municipal airports, like that in Los Angeles. You know, there's a couple of them. Get together. Have a picnic or something. Of course. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. You set it up. <laughs> we'll go about that. <laughs> Did, were you ever a member of a group, like a brownie or like a Girl Scout? Or oh, I was. Kind of I got kicked out of... Brownie Girl Scouts. Oh, my. <laughs> or, what did you do? Well, a little girl <laughs> they do? was being mean to my little sister, and I didn't really like her, so I spit jello in her hair across the room through a straw. Hey, that's pretty good. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm the villain, too, but I was not encouraged to stay in the group. Because <laughs> I imagine to spit the Jello, you had to kind of make it liquidy. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. I mean, it wasn't it, was, it wasn't good Jello, and I just had the straw, and I spit it, and it landed in her hair. And I'm bullying, but she was bullying. I really, I, I got, I'd say pretty much any uh, altercations I got in were me being like a crazy protective older sister, which stands to this day. Well, that's you know, there's some. Um... There's some value in that. But certainly we learn from those moments where our tempers flare. Yeah. And I never forget those. And I'm an only child, so I had no one to protect Uh or look out for. But did I swing around on a teepee pole and kick some kid in the back because he was being annoying? Maybe. (laughs) Annoying or was he bullying you or you just didn't like him? He was a bit of a bore and a bully, I think. Okay. And I did not care for him. And there are moments sometimes, even now. I have to keep the little rage in check. 
Sure. Especially now, because there's a lot going on. What do you do with it now? I try to sit with it a little bit. I just mm. take my time. Let it ruin your body. <laughs> let it actually destroy the body let from within. Let it seep into all your veins and I, muscles. I, and, and Every night I hold lots of crystals and I put things in them and then in the morning I wash them. Great. So it cleans everything out. Okay. It's a challenge, though. You know why it's a challenge? Because of social media. You can say sometimes it's positive and you can get somebody to change something. At the, the way you did it was a positive way to, to do that, wasn't it? It was. With the uh, tweets and all that. Mm-hmm. I posted something the other day. I deleted it. Sure. Because I was upset. You got to delete. It's good to delete, but it's all there, isn't it? Some kind of storage facility. Certainly. <laughs> now, Cincinnati, a place I've somewhat remarkably been uh, to a lot over the last <laughs> That is remarkable. <laughs> Ten years. Most commonly, people just say, oh, I think I drove through there one time. And yes. <laughs> that's oh, no. It. No, and I think in Westchester, they've got a, a handsome outlet. Facility there? There's, uh, I'd say, 700 malls in Cincinnati, Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, nearby in Lebanon is where I go for the Goodwill. Oh. Found a lot of great stuff in the Goodwill. There's some great, great thrifting in Ohio, in Cincinnati particularly. And uh, I go, of course, to visit my friend Silas and Kitty Watson every year. We spend a little time, sometimes over the holidays, and I'll Mm. I'll, I'll just relax out there and unwind up in uh, uh, sort of north of the natty. Uh. <laughs> but have I been to Over the Rhine? Yes. Have I been to Coventry? Yes. Covington? Covington. Yes. And uh, all the way up to Dayton. And okay. What's a, what's a favorite? What's a spot you have to hit when you go back? Oh, I mean, you did a great job by going to Over the Rhine. I think people stay in Cincinnati forever, so they're really committed to sort of vamping up the city and making it a cool spot. So It's on the rise, isn't it? It really is. It's but, exciting. But do you have to get a uh, three-way? Oh, uh, Coney. I mean, I I'm I'm this which, is blasphemous, is, but I don't it? care for the the hot dogs, the the skylines, etc. You want to know something? You know why you don't care the, for? Well, it's chili. <laughs> yes, we should be clear, it is chili on a hot dog. It's not good. It's not good. It it looks like <laughs> shit and tastes like shit. <laughs> what I realized, though, beyond that description, is that it was founded by Greek immigrants. Mm. And I believe that what they tried to make was a moussaka. Ah. And that's well. why you get a little cinnamon in the chili. It's yeah. why you get a little taste that's like, why is the cheese? Anyway, it's... um. Yeah, certainly not good. But the one that everyone talks about also is Grater's, and that is certainly worth it. And Grater's you can get that in Whole Foods. Yes, Grater's yes. ice cream. Peppermint stick is a must on the holiday season. Black raspberry chocolate chip That's ice cream good. with, like, the most decadent <laughs> chocolate chips you've ever had in your life. It's so good. I have Grater's in my freezer right now because they sell it's it in smooth. Whole Foods. It's a smooth texture. It's smooth. The chocolate chips are so good. It's all there. It's really good. I'm with you. That's uh, the, we always. I I'm with her. <laughs> Eat Grater's. <laughs> That's a platform I could get behind. But do I have it right that you grew up on a farm? I grew up right next to a farm, yeah. Uh, farm adjacent. Farm adjacent, yes, exactly. <laughs> so you weren't out there with animals and that kind of thing? I was not doing the uh, doing the farm work, but I was right next to the people doing the farm work. Yeah, sure. And uh, what kind of farm was that that you were next to? Um, I mean, it was, you know, they had, like, horses and all the oh, everything. typical farm animals, and they would grow a different crop. Every year, so you know, a different crop every corn, year. Blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, a lot of soy out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, did did you have any? Do you have an affinity for that kind of life? 
Well, Did I you mean, enjoy it. Were you I, feeding the horses over the fence? I loved having it by me. I'm not really. I mean, my dad and I had have a really well. My dad does it now because I don't live there anymore. But have a really lovely garden. Um, huh. But I don't think I would be into full on farm life. You don't. But I loved growing of, up by it. Do you have a lot of house plants? I don't now, no, because my <laughs> room busy. is Too not. Busy. Yeah, I'm just always out of town. Yeah. But, but I. Like I have a bunch of I keep I keep flowers in my room all the time and that's like the one nice thing that I do. That is nice. <laughs> a special kind of flower, all kinds of flowers. Um, I'd say all kinds, just kind of whatever. There's a cute little flower shop on my block that I stop in like once a week and get whatever looks appealing to me. It's important to have self care and wellness as part of our living plan. It is. Yes, I'm right there with you. Now, uh, what happens so often in these places? And we're, we're getting somewhere, believe me. Uh, <laughs> you grow, you grow up around these, and then the farmland gets sold off and put into uh, developments. Yes, is what they're called. I used to play in the woods behind my home, but now it's all houses. You know what I mean. Used to be farmland. The house, yeah. the place I grew up in, for a time was a farm. They had pigs and an outhouse and all that kind of stuff. That all that stuff goes away. Do you do you mourn for that kind of thing? Yeah, it was really sad. I mean, the area all around us was farms for the longest time, and then it got sold into developments and more malls and shopping centers and stuff like that. Um, it was it was really. I remember like us driving through it when I was little and being surrounded by just acres and acres and acres of farmland, and it's just not there anymore. Yeah. But, but that landscape defines us in some way, doesn't it? It does. I mean, it, I just had like the like quietest, safest, nicest childhood, and it, ga- it gave me a lot of space to you know have fun and be a weirdo. And there's a lot of love and. <laughs> Everybody grew up together, so everyone was just nice to everybody. You know, I was like, I think in another environment I would have been, like, bullied and a total freako, but everyone was yeah. just like, oh, that's Mitra. We've known her forever. Right. <laughs> She's fine. Right. <laughs> Let well, her do her thing. That also seems like the era. I mean, certainly growing up, there were just there were people from all over the place, and that's how it is. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, because was there an Iranian population that was in Oh, West no, Houston? no, no. I can't imagine there was. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, we were, I mean, there there were a couple other Iranian families and, like, we knew them all personally because right. oh. there were so what few. What I understand of, of uh, some families is that they seek each other out very quickly. Yes, totally. It was pretty amazing the way uh, that we found each other. According to uh, Green was here and she said that that was true in her yeah. Situation. Yeah, because I mean the the names are so recognizable. You can you can see a name and know that it's Persian. So you're like, oh, ah, come here, <laughs> have dinner with me. <laughs> um, do you do you ever go down to a place called Bobby Mackey's? No. It's down on the Licking River. Hmm. It's good for line dancing. Wow. If you'd ever like to go. Okay. They have some tall boys and things. <laughs> and, uh, oh, what they have is a haunted basement tour. <gasps> Love that. And I'd like to see uh, a comedy group take that kind of thing on. Uh, <laughs> not unlike Sleep No More, which I've never done, but I understand it's like people jumping out at you in a house. Yeah, I've done Sleep No More. A woman um, pulled me into a room, turned the lights blue, and fed me milk Ugh. while a fan blew at my face. That's not pleasant. It was so cool. <laughs> JK, it was fine. I liked it. Uh, no. Certainly. Uh, <laughs> fed you milk. What do you mean? Like literally had a thing of milk and fed it to me. Oh. I, don't, um, I don't like that. I don't like interaction like that. Yeah, it was a lot. I yeah. mean, <laughs> it was certainly a lot. But I mean, I the synchronization. Be I always try to approach these things positively. Yeah. But when I hear about that, I think, nope, that's not for me. 
Sure. But I will say the the way that they synchronize the movement is so amazing. I mean, they're just incredible athletes and dancers and acrobats. The way that they can, you know, go on these loops. Everybody has a track that they go on three Mm -hmm. times throughout the course of the show. So everybody just knowing where they need to be when they hear this particular sound is so incredible. Well, I I always appreciate good choreography. I mean, for real. For real. I (laughs) love Cats. I went to see Cats on Broadway. Did you see it on Broadway? I did see Cats on Broadway. Wasn't it something? It was something. It's one of my favorite shows. (laughs) Really? Yes, from a kid. I loved it. I loved it when I was a kid. To see it come back. I mean, I used to run around, you know, in the leotard just singing the songs. I had a Cats-themed birthday party when I was little. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Who's your favorite cat of the Jellicle lineup? I mean, Mr. Mustafa. Mustopheles, baby. Oh, he's wonderful. The um, magical mystery. Cat. And then I loved Victoria, the all-white dancer cat, who like has no song. She just does beautiful like ballet. Very elegant. Very yeah. Elegant. Who was yours? Uh, as a kid, oh, I like the um, uh, Gus, the theater cat. Mm. His name is Asparagus, but they call him just Gus. Yeah, I mean, just a show that's entirely exposition. <laughs> it is. I couldn't believe I hadn't seen it since I was a little kid, and then. My sister came into town, and my mom got us tickets for my birthday, yeah. and so we went to see Cats, and I was just sitting—I could not stop laughing because it, like, never occurred to me that there, that like nothing happens. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. And you're just meeting cats. The whole musical is just meeting cats, <laughs> and then they pick the cat, and then it's over. And what the heck happens to the cat? Who knows? You go to—I I was like, you go, to no, you go to heaven? You go to another planet? What's happening? <laughs> you die? I was so confused. Even now, I'm like, what happened? I, I, I felt like maybe I got clarity when I saw it, and then I immediately forgot. But I don't know. But you certainly meet a lot of cats. You meet a lot of cats. <laughs> I'm still unclear on the scale of the cats because the trash is uh, so big. Yes, the trash is so There's big. The cats are so small. enormous bra. So I imagine the cats are kittens. They're even smaller. And they're supposed to – yes, and they're supposed to be – I mean, the cats are – Nice. <laughs> At a certain point, the cats are mice. <laughs> You've unlocked it. <laughs> wow, it's really not good, but it's really fun. <laughs> it is, and it's just a just a lot of dancing. Yeah, more than I remembered. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I I was also, if I may, a little sexual, more than I remembered. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of maybe just I'm grown. So it's, I had different feelings. It's definitely a sensual <laughs> I don't show. like to admit that, but some of them cats looking pretty good. Well, I mean, yeah, they're all dancers, so they got yeah. great bods. Great bods. So. <laughs> I won't admit to following them on Instagram. Oh, no. The point is, uh, <laughs> rural Ohio, places like Bobby Mackey's, it's a conservative place. Yes. You go back there well, and yeah. it's... Yeah. I mean, around Cincinnati, maybe less so. Right. I was about to say, like, the cities themselves are pretty liberal, at least, or at least, like, very mixed. And then the rural areas, yeah, very conservative. It's very conservative. I went to a place known for their burgers and shakes, as many places are <laughs> anymore. And I remember this was a long time ago, but uh, during uh, uh, the Obama's first couple of years and things, you walk in and in the lobby, there's pinned up a picture. Now, I'm not saying this is representative of everybody there, but... I walked in and there's a picture of him in, I think it was traditional Somali dress. And this was somehow supposed to prove that he's a Muslim and all this. And it's just there, uncommented on, posted along with, you know, tractor sales and advertisements for the state fair and all this. It just gives you pause. Yeah. 
I mean, okay, every, I'm, I'm sensitive to the fact that we have different opinions, all of us, and we go through it. But, it's, I mean, come on. It's Some a lot. Some of it's outrageous, and it's gotten even worse. But have you been out there? In the, were you at the Women's March? I was not this weekend. Not this weekend. No. I did my first one. I couldn't make it the first time because I was performing. Wow. I had a show scheduled at the same exact time. Wow. <laughs> Yay. Woo. <laughs> Yeah, I went last year, not this year. It was a powerful feeling out there. It's really nice. Yeah, I really, I, I loved it, and, and I feel inspired by it. Also, my outrage level ticked up a little bit, so I had to deal with that. Yeah, but it's nice to sort of do those things that recharge you and remind you, like have, give you opportunities to check in. Yes. I wish I had made a sign. Oh, sure. You get out there, it's kind of like comedy. And that you wish that, oh, there's a better joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke I should have made. <laughs> but I didn't. That's okay. Next year. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, you were affected by that uh, Trump's policies and all this stuff with yes. the ban. You're very, uh, uh, I mean, because you were personally affected, you, you spoke out against it. Certainly. I mean, you know, I have family in Iran, so the Muslim ban directly affects my family and my ability to see them and their ability to come here, which is something they would love to do if yeah. they could. So, And in the year since this has basically been happening, has, it, has anything gotten any better? Have you resolved anything? Well, I mean, the nice thing is that it, kept, it keeps getting struck down, which feels great. Uh, right. uh, but every time a new one comes out, it's like, well, all right, the, these people are this committed to doing something terrible. So it just, you know, it's it's the constant roller coaster of like, okay, people care about us enough to strike it down. Okay, no one cares about us. Fuck. <laughs> like it's just going back and forth, rapidly swinging through this cycle yeah. um, over and over again. So and, that and sucks. Has anything shifted given the political climate when you go to Ohio or you, you have enough of a support system there that you're – He's kind of shielded from when I go to Ohio. I just stay inside of my house, <laughs> so I I don't know. I don't really do anything when I'm there. I'm sure uh, there are people who are feeling more empowered to do and say terrible things, but I'm not necessarily engaging with them when I'm in Ohio in any real way. Yeah. Um, just as an act of self preservation. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. And again. Cincinnati is a lovely city yeah. and on the rise. And there's lots of great places to eat and things to do and see great art. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, it's not everything there. But uh, you also had the opportunity to go to Iran? I did. Um, now, like, two and a half years ago. But, okay. Or three and a half. I don't know. Uh, but it was amazing. That was your first time? First time, yeah. And uh, was there was something um, uh, very familiar about being there? Was Had you well, been to any place like it? No, I'd never been anywhere like it. I mean, every place, you know, I just I had never been to that part of the world before and even experienced that kind of terrain before. I'd never really been around like a desert before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was amazing. I mean, I learned so much. It's also just, you know, kind of the most heightened experience I've had of being mixed um, because my mom was born in the States. Her whole family is like deep south. Um. So going there and sort of hoping that, you know, because you grew up in Ohio and you're sort of very aware of not being like as white as everybody else. And then I was going there and I was like, well, maybe this place I'll sort of fit in a little bit better. And everybody, you know, there was so aware that I was like a little whiter than everybody else. Mm. Um, so that was like an interesting 
sort of walk. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, it was amazing. I mean, I got to meet my family for the first time, which is totally life altering and, you know, paradigm shifting. And they taught me a lot of amazing lessons about sort of my Western gaze on the Middle East, which like, I thought I was pretty with it and cool and talking to them. They really like humbled me and taught me a lot. And just experiencing being in hijab for the first time and the implications of that and just the nuances of issues that I thought I understood, but like, how could I? Yeah. Um, it was amazing. I learned so much and just had an awesome time and saw beautiful places and ate great food. That's it was great. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Uh, was your family funny? My family's so funny. They're <laughs> not so. They're great. <laughs> And you could see that with uh, even distant relatives and things. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're yeah. crazy. I mean, there's such big personalities. That's fun to be around. Uh, is there a comedy scene in Iran? Not really. No. They're, um, you know, free free speech has not quite made its way there. And uh, you can't really – it's difficult to speak out in any real way. So there, there's definitely – I mean, I've been – there's this one – I can't remember her name now, but there is now a, like – female sort of like Instagram comedian who's doing stand-up stuff as yeah. well that I was reading about and that's really exciting. Um so it's definitely out there. It's just it's just hard to talk about things the way that you want to say them and make any sort of criticism. Like I mean I've worked on two shows where my jobs were specifically to critique the administration and policies within and enacted by but like you just can't do that. So it has to it you your comedy loses its teeth when it's limited. So yeah. But is there an underground scene of that kind of thing? It seems that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not super aware of it sure. because I'm illiterate um, <laughs> well, in not. Farsi. So uh, I can't, like, get online and read about what's going on in you, the scene. Right. But re- yeah. finding out about this this woman was really exciting to me. That is exciting. I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I just – and, you know, I talked to my family about it, but they're kind of my only way into understanding what's going on with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. – I'm sure it's out there, and yes, I bet well, it is real fun. I don't mean fun. to make you the, the expert on everything there, but uh, I just wondered if you had investigated it at all. Yeah. Um, because sometimes you get an itch for an open mic. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. I had no desire to <laughs> do that there. <laughs> I don't have a desire to do it here. <laughs> now, uh, I know you're still at the beginning of your career in some ways, but uh, it's got to feel pretty good. You agree with that or – yeah, I yeah. think, okay. you know, I mean, I hope it's the beginning. I, 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 I hope it. Oh, it feels like, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, it's not the end. Um, uh, but it's got to feel pretty good in terms of the things that have happened so far and uh, to have the respect of your peers out there. Because every time that I say, oh, Mitra's going to be on the show, people say, oh, we love Mitra. Oh, <laughs> oh we, she's the best. That's awesome. So that's out there. You should know that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, as as we sort of alluded to earlier, uh, you you um, I first became aware of you through the Three Busy Debras group with Sandy and Alyssa, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, and uh, three gals that are busy, as we said. <laughs> uh, you did this Carnegie Hall show, which you put together. I feel like I was a Kickstarter supporter of that. I can't remember, but uh, you guys crowdfunded a show at Carnegie Hall. Yes. I mean that's pretty decent. <laughs> Thank you. That takes a lot of uh, uh, wherewithal. It was uh, to pull uh... off. It was a lot of work. <laughs> I, I, I think audacity comes to mind. Oh, sure. I yeah. mean, I, I definitely, we were talking about it before we did it, and we we're like, all right, it's either going to be so stupid that it gets funded or so stupid that it gets no money and just sits there for a month. So thankfully it was the former. Uh, but yeah, it was a, 
I think it was just such a silly thing that people were like, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give I'll throw like ten bucks at this. It's so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> and you did a full length show. We did. Guest stars and all kinds of things. Yeah. It and- was so much harder than we thought it was gonna be, but it was really worth it. <laughs> to do like a full two hour scripted like mu it was like I wouldn't say musical, but like musical play, like play with songs, um, with dances that we choreographed and a script that we wrote and memorized and produced and all this stuff. It was just a massive undertaking that we were not totally ready for, but had to be. We were like, well, we're not going to make people watch us do the play that we've already done before. They're, you know, a lot of people who donated had already seen our play. So we wanted to make something new and fun that was still sort of familiar and it was crazy, but it was great. (laughs) And then we'll never do it again. (laughs) That's what I mean. Once. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the same stuff you're talking about goes into Cats, and they do a couple of shows every uh, day. Yeah. (laughs) Or they did. but uh... Yeah, it was wild to do like a one-night-only thing that was that big. But it felt – it's so cool to have something that like if you were one of the, you know, 230 people or – no, maybe 270. I can't remember. I think it was actually closer to – 280 or something, whatever. Almost 3,000 people. I'd say at least 100,000 people were there. But um, I think it was, uh, no, now I remember. It's 277 (laughs) seats. I can never fully shake that number from my system because we planned out the seating chart like it was a wedding. Oh, I see. But, um, you know, those people that were there that night are the only people that get to experience that show, which, like, I say, like, it's some kind of crazy privilege, but it's cool to share a night in such a cool, special place like Carnegie Hall with a select group of people. Yes. Who wanted to be there and also made the show happen, a lot of them. so I do a lot of my shows for two and three people. (laughs) (laughs) And I doubt anybody ever listens to it again, so it's kind of (laughs) great. But uh, did any of the bits that you developed for that then go into other things? Um, Or you really left it as its own piece, its own work? I mean, we had characters... In the show that we you, we had the three busy Debras and the three fuckable men and you know there there were characters that definitely um, still live in other projects that we do um, and continue to do but they mostly uh, like the actual content of the show will stay in the show. With the three busy Debras though, do those personalities uh, exist on their own, independent of the three of you? Like, do we do them solo or something? Or? or do you have do you define a world for them where they exist and continue to build their narrative as you go <laughs> along? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be cool. They kind of appear and then disappear. They appear and, and then disappear yeah. at will. <laughs> wow, how crazy if we were like, yeah, they're just out there living. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, some people do it. Well, all you right. Develop a character and then you build one narrative that's consistent <laughs> over, let's say, twenty years. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Sure, somebody could do it. Somebody can. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> it's a lot of work. You were working on Full Frontal with Samantha B. You said you were working on a couple of shows. Yes. That's why I said maybe you got a packet involved to get in that. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But Full- were you a writer on that show? You were an I was, PA? Um, I was hired as a writer's assistant, and then by the time I left, I was also doing um, – I was a digital producer in addition to that. So I had two jobs when I left. Um it was great. I loved working there. Was that the first experience uh, doing something like that? Um, I had interned at uh, Daily Show and Late Night uh, with Seth Meyers prior to that, but that was my first real TV job. I had done a lot of like PA work and transcribing and stuff like that leading up to it, but yeah. my first full-time 
venture was that. And, and, and is it exciting to be involved with it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I grew up watching Daily Show and was such a diehard fan of that show and then met a lot of people who went on to work at Full Frontal there and right. also just grew up like completely obsessed with Sam and thinking she was the coolest, smartest, most incisive lady. And then just getting to work with her was like such a dream. She's just such a good person and is full of warmth and kindness and is an incredibly hard worker and good person. So just getting to see that kind of in action was really cool. It's great when the, the heroes don't disappoint. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, so the, the other side of that, ugh, not so good. Yes. And it was also just a place where you were, they were, everyone was really encouraging and, you know, right away my bosses were like, you know, make sure you pitch, make sure you pitch. And then when I thought they were just being nice and didn't pitch, they were like, no, seriously, pitch. And yeah. just having that voice in your first job and feeling like you're welcome to be yourself and, you know, put your ideas out there and that they're not only accepted but welcomed is huge. It's, it's and not major everywhere. Yeah. You know, now I, I, I definitely don't take that for granted. And you went from that to working on the president's show? Yes. Which that that uh, embodiment of the president is <laughs> so accurate. Yeah, Anthony's as it amazing. Turns out. It's, it's a really a, a phenomenal thing. Um, and Broad City, you yes. did a little guest. Were you a guest star on that? I had like a little a little bit part. What on was it. the role? I was a mean front desk lady. Oh yeah. At the gym. Oh, at the gym. The soul soul solstice. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, I had Alana on here. Uh, on the program ages ago. It was the day that her show got picked up oh, on Comedy Central. And wow. she was there with us. And uh, both Alana and her brother, they both appeared on the show separately. They both sent such nice notes to me after the show. Mm. Well, you know, you get a lot of people through here. And uh, it just I, I don't forget that. The same way you're saying, like, well, Shambi is as, as she appears. Alana, the Glazers, I have nothing but uh, uh, respect for that. That's great. You know, That's very classy. Work. Yeah. It was classy is the word I was looking for. Then you get out to L.A. Mm -hmm. It's a racket, isn't it? It is a weird place. <laughs> <laughs> but they do have a, a very uh, – there's an Iranian population. Now there is an Iranian population. Oh, my gosh. Little tarantulas. <laughs> you, you get over there? I didn't, know. You didn't get over there? I didn't. All right. Who needs it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Were you writing on something and then it went away? I was writing on uh, I was writing on a show called Miracle Workers that'll be oh. out on TBS in the summer. Oh, so you get to see some of the work that you did. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, I'm but excited. Then, but then you got back. You're going to go back to LA. I mean, if they get a if we get a second season, uh, hopefully. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> they have to want me, but <laughs> and they have to want more of the show, which hopefully they will. Um, but yeah, it's uh, an anthology series, TBS's first anthology, I believe. Um, seven episodes. Is it comedy? It's comedy. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Is it a medical comedy? No, it's uh, it's set in heaven. Um, basically. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. Miracle workers. Miracle it's not workers. A, not the healer guy that goes around and waves his hand over people. No, no. Angels. I like that. I like that. Angels. Yeah. We haven't had a good angels thing in a while. Well, here you go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> 
prayers have been answered <laughs> as it was. Um, do you do anything when there is all this rage, when there is all this stuff happening in the world? Do you have a practice in addition to making sure you have nice house plants around, nice flowers, I mean, uh, uh, because house plants take too much time? Is there, are, there, are there things that you've turned to? For instance, I've turned to crystals. I've turned to meditation, having a little ayahuasca in the morning. Mm. Uh, what uh, have you, Do you have any practice like that? Um. I've tried to focus on physical and mental health more. Yes. So I'm getting really into um, skincare. I'm getting really into going to in my nice gym. Um, I started going to therapy a few months ago, which is the best thing I've ever done. Terrific. Cooking more, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I started using a clay mask. Okay. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Most of it's like fake garbage stuff, but it just feels great to like wipe something all over your face and like feel a little tangle and then you feel clean. It's nice. And you sit still for 15 minutes and that's right. Just let it work. And I put a meditation app on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Got him. Let's see. Why not? Let's see what happens. Let's see. Can't be any worse. Yeah. (laughs) Just. Steaming pile of rage all the time. Can't yeah. do that. Can't go through life that way. You can't. But uh, and we can be funny. Yes. Which hopefully. Is, <laughs> which I think I think is a great outlet for people. People need it. Mm-hmm. Other people need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it happening? Is the rage building? Are you worried? I'm worried. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Yes, I had a little uh, ro- rose uh, moisturizer last night. <gasps> That's, I thought, why not? Uh, I have a lot of rose-scented stuff yeah, now. It was quite powerful. Candles, lotion, <laughs> sheet masks. I, I bought myself some male cologne for the first time, too. Oh. little It's called Ritual. I can't do the colognes or the perfumes, whatever. Um, they make me, they give me a headache. Am I, I bothering you with my smoke no, ritual? No, no. It's just okay. if I have it If it's on, on you. Yeah. I'm very sensitive to smells. Yeah. I'm amazed I can get through this. Wow, because I because I fucking reek. <laughs> no, no, no. I put a lot of you know a lot of sense on today. To try and get out there, um, and you're going to be hosting the showgasm where you did host that. I am uh, in a couple of weeks. In on, a couple of weeks. Yeah, February eighth. February eighth or tenth. I don't know. Or tenth. Who cares? Thursday. Just show up. February tenth. Well, look it up online. The I people don't know. are skilled 8th, at 10th, this point. Whatever. And you got a good lineup for that. I did that show with John when he when he hosted it. Okay. It was terrific. Great fun up there. Yeah, I'm really excited. Are you going to craft a whole evening? I am. Yeah. Ooh. I'm working on it. Well. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first time doing something like that alone. So. Yeah. Do you do a lot? So I was going to ask you. Do you do stand up and things too alone? I do. I mean, I I do like solo stuff yeah. a lot most nights, I guess. Um, but I uh, I've never I I normally host with. Catherine Cohen and Patty Harrison. Right. When I'm hosting, we do our show. It's a guy thing together. Um, so I'm more used to doing stuff like that with them. So doing something like that by myself is an exciting adventure. It is. <laughs> see, see, and does your family come out to see you? No. I mean, they're in Ohio, so. Oh, it's not that far. <laughs> yeah, come eight hours them. to watch me dance in a basement um <laughs> no i mean what at a there was a point when the only show they'd seen me do in new york was when uh me dressed up as a piece of pizza <laughs> in the annoyed cedar basement theater um but they came to the carnegie hall show which was cool 
It was like, you don't have to ever see me do a live show ever again. This is <laughs> as good as it's going to get. Do not come to anything else. <laughs> but they've come to like be in the studio audience of stuff, which has been cool. And like they came to see Daily Show and got to meet John, which was like so cool to get to. My dad and I used to always watch the show together. So it was really cool to see that happen. Yeah. It's fun to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to see two of my fave dudes shaking hands right? is <laughs> very exciting. Snap the pick. It was awesome. Put it in your heart locker. It is. And keep it with you. It's really in there. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, uh, I would, uh, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but uh, maybe we can do something in Cincinnati together sometime. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't I didn't be? know what you were going to say when you said put me on the spot. I was really tensing up and <laughs> look, scared. Look, it's okay. It was okay. It was okay. Just, go do something. <laughs> do a show or something. We'll go to Bobby Mackey's. <laughs> I need to find out what this place is. Oh, I really encourage you to look at it. I talk about it a lot, but I, 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 and I haven't been there for quite some time. And it's guaranteed to disappoint. When you... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we'll have fun doing it. And uh, I wish you well with all this stuff. I really appreciate that uh, you coming in. And thank you for, for, for making it happen. I'm so glad it finally worked out. Oh, gosh. All the best to you, Mitra. <laughs> you too. Okay. Well, there we have it. I think the world of Mitra. And maybe I should have talked about Ohio less. But isn't it something how people from all over find their way to New York and how a love of The Daily Show, just that little spark, can actually get you into working on The Daily Show. And then so many other great projects. I tell you, there was a crystal involved there somewhere. (laughs) I think somebody had a vision. And my thanks to Mitra for joining me. Lucky numbers this week are 17, 24, and 55, which are just some numbers I randomly picked. Hey, it's got to be lucky for somebody, right? And now a personalized reading uh, goes out to Stanley Sarkisian in Modestin, New Hampshire. It's cool to share a night in such a cool, special place like Carnegie Hall with a select group of people. And that will do it for us this week. Remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night is brought to you by Jameson Spirit Cleanser, the original prairie-grade sage that you can burn whenever things start making noises in your walls, or a spirit appears at the foot of your bed wearing 18th century sailing regalia. Deep Night is independently produced and performed by James Bewley, Deep Night Season 10 podcast image by artist Kelsey Roten. Deep Night Season 10 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the season provided by the talented roster of Howler Hills Farm. The Deep Night podcast can be found on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on Apple Podcasts, where we kindly ask you to subscribe and then leave a rating or a review. Once again, thank you for listening.